you know what, I think I will use that. I'll, I'll do it. I just, yeah, thanks. So we're going to be doing discipleship number six. Amen. And we're going to be talking about Christian character. Christian character. So when we look in the Word of God, sometimes our Christian character or our biblical character is described as fruit. And as you live for God a certain amount of time, you're going you're gonna to see that there's many different types of fruit. Amen. And uh, not every fruit is the same. And so it is when we receive the Spirit of Jesus, we receive an array of so much more than peace and joy and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. John said, uh, I believe it was in John chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, that we receive rivers of living waters. Amen. I like when he puts that rivers in a plural sense. It's not just one river, but it's many rivers. And that's why, that's because God is multifaceted. He isn't just one, uh, he just doesn't work in one way. He works in many, many different ways. Amen. And uh, God's character, when, when you study the scriptures and you see the different characters of God, um, God's character really is many rivers that flow in us. And as it flows in us, it should flow from us. Amen. It should affect others. Amen. With God's love. God's joy, God's peace, and all these other fruits of the Spirit, amen, that is described in the above verse. And because God is God and we have the grace of God living inside of us, He helps us disperse what He has invested into us. Praise God. I like what it says up there. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, the Bible says, there is no law. Amen. Um, the question is, how will others know that we are true Christians? How will others know that you are a Christian? What are the visible manifestations of um, God's fruit inside of you? Well, you could say that I have love, joy, and peace, but if it isn't manifested in our lives, 
praise God, then obviously there's something wrong. And there's been many times where I have to check myself. It's, I already did, bro. I started going. Um, it kind of puts a hindrance on God's rivers flowing through us and from us. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28 says, God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. He also said, Replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over, over every living thing that moves or moveth upon the earth. In other words, if we stay within the boundaries of the garden, the provisions that God has blessed us with, God will multiply the works of our life, the works of our hands, amen. Ultimately, God wants us to display his character that he has invested in us and, and, and we need to display it from us. We need to allow the rivers to pour, to flow from us. Praise God. I've met some people that were tremendous prayer warriors that uh, I didn't have to ask them if they were praying. I didn't have to ask them if they loved God. I didn't have to ask them if they loved people. You could see the rivers of life flowing from these individuals. You could see God's character uh, being visible in, in their lives because of their actions. Praise God. The Bible says you shall know a person by their fruits because Christian character is displayed. How is it displayed? It's displayed by our obedience to the word of God. It's displayed by our actions. And it's displayed by our lifestyle. Many people proclaim to be Christians again, but is their lifestyle backed up? Is their Christian character, is what they proclaim backed up by their lifestyle? Amen. I thank God that I was raised by a godly man in the church. Uh, you know, we all have spiritual daddies, if you will, people that we look up to. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Now, you could say that I only look up to God, and that's fine, and that's good, and that's biblical, but there are also other individuals in our lives that we need to look up to that display these Christian qualities. Praise God. There has to be a physical manifestation of somebody that you can emulate, somebody that you can copy, praise God. It doesn't have to be just one person. It can be many individuals. When you look at the word of God, God used different prophets. And all these prophets were unique in their own, in their own life. David was a man after God's own heart. Jeremiah was a man of compassion. He was the weeping prophet. There were others that uh, pointed out the word of God. There were others that taught the word of God. There were others that were meek as Moses. So every one of these individuals displayed some form of 
Christian character. And even though they weren't filled with the Holy Ghost, they still manifested God's character in their lives as they walked through this world and led people that were influenced by their actions and their obedience in the word of God. Amen. And what's beautiful about God's word is we can read about these stories and we can see how their lives were manifested and we can see how they touched lives, even though there were faults among them and faults in their lives, amen, because they weren't perfect, neither are we. Um, we can still emulate after these individuals. I mean, I want the meekness of Moses. I want to be called, like Abraham was, uh, a friend of God. I want people to recognize, especially God, I want, to, I want God to recognize me as a man after God's own heart. I want to be like Daniel and I want dreams and visions and I want to hear from God. And we can go on and on and on and on and many of the apostles displayed all these qualities because now they had the grace of God living inside of them where God's fruit, rivers of living water, could flow from them because God had invested in them. Amen. And what a tragedy it is to... Uh, to hold on to these and not allow them to be displayed. God gave us this fruit so we could feed others. So they could taste. I like what the Bible says. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Praise God. And so people will know their fruits, uh, know a person by their fruits because Christian character is displayed by our obedience, our actions, and our Lifestyle. A true godly Christian should only produce godly fruit. Godly fruit, which is, again, love, joy, peace, etc. And saying that, a good tree, a good tree, a, a person filled with the Holy Ghost should not. I, I got down here, cannot. But they can if they don't allow God's uh, spirit to move God's river to flow in their lives. A good tree should bring forth good fruit. A good tree should not bring forth evil fruit. Neither, I have it here, can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. It is, it's, it's corrupted, praise God. People are either one of two types of trees. Even so, uh, every good tree that brings forth good fruit, um, let me read that again. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. The Hebrew word defines evil as a man's head, which is uh, resh, and an eye, uh, which, which is the Hebrew word ayin. In other words, it's trying to display what does man see or what do you see? How do you envision God? How do you envision this Christian walk? The Bible says, Whereby, wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. You shall know them. You shall know if someone is acting like a Christian. You shall know if someone is putting on a false front. 
I kind of been following the news a little bit, and they're talking about false flags, amen. And these are things that uh, one army is trying to inject in another army because they, they want to cause division. They want to cause a war, praise God. And living in, a spirit, in the spiritual realm is the, same, it's the same thing, praise God. The enemy will do anything to try to trip us up, praise God. A person's character is characterized by their outward actions. Uh, outward actions is what is, is what is manifested because of their inward condition. Amen. What you are on the inside will be manifested on the outside. Jesus said this. <laughs> he got on the Pharisees one day and he says, "Look, you guys are out in the corner. You guys are praying with your with your white robes." Amen. And you're, 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 you're asking for all this praise from, from, from people. Amen. But inside, you're filled with dead man's bones. You see, you can fool me and I can fool you. But we cannot fool God. God knows. Amen. He knows all about you. And the awesome thing about it, and sometimes we can get a little frustrated or upset, God wants you to know what's inside you. And that's what the word of God does. It, it preaches and it reaches for us. Amen. Because it wants us to identify the hidden faults that are within us. God's ultimate reason for us as Christians and as children of God is to mature, to grow. To have good fruit where others can benefit, where others can be influenced, praise God. But we can never do that if our inward condition is never dealt with, praise God. And so that's why it's so important coming to church, uh, watching other individuals. There's, there's people in our fellowship, and really there's people outside our fellowship that have certain qualities in their life where I want to be like that, or at least that quality. I see some that have just such a gentle spirit, and I, I fall short in that gentleness. Amen. We had, uh, we had Brother Godfrey over the other day, amen, and uh, kids are jumping on the couch and I told him before, I don't want you jumping on the couch. You know, the spring, one of the springs are busted on the couch. And whether they did or not, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, eventually, the couch is going to get wore down. And so I kind of raised my voice a little bit at them. How much more would I affect them? How much more would they listen if I sat them down and just talked to them? I want to have that that meekness. I want to have that gentleness. I want to have that love. I have to refuse Steve when Steve's emotions get in the way. Because ultimately, God has those children in my house where he's teaching me how to deal with them. And at the same time, he's teaching them how to be obedient to the rules of grandpa's house. And that carries over into the church. Because if I saw some kid jumping on the chair, am I going to react the same way? God forbid. I need to have 
I need to have a heart of compassion and, and, and you know, grab the, grab the kid by the hand and, you know, and explain to him why it's not good to jump on the chairs. Not only would the chairs be damaged, but the kid might fall and the kid might hurt himself. I've seen those kids fly off that couch, man. I'm saying, oh my word, I'm surprised something isn't broken. So, you know, I, I, really, have to, I really have to watch myself. But I need God to work on my inward condition. What are bad trees? Bad trees are sin, carnality, or fleshly habits. Amen. Does anybody in here have any fleshly habits? <laughs> I know I do. Praise God. They're, they're, they're bad trees. Carnal character, my carnal character, your carnal character, your, your fleshly habits can produce bad fruit, which are the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh. Typically, those bad habits manifest themselves when we get angry. We, at least I, I, I have a tendency of reacting. And I don't want to react. I, I, want, I want to be able to be gentle. Gentle as doves, praise God. I want to have the heart of Moses. I want to have the heart of God. It says, do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? In other words, an apple tree can only produce apples, praise God. Or it should only produce apples. A good tree or godly character produces good fruit, which is the fruit of the Spirit. Either tree, get this, either tree will produce fruit. The question is, what kind of fruit is growing from our tree? What kind of fruit is growing from, you know, I can, I can say, man, Brother Frank, Brother Brad, you guys are awesome, man. And, you know, this is what I visualize. But is, is this how Brother Frank, is this how Brother Brad, is this how Pastor Torres, is this how Brother Godfrey is behind closed doors? I've had some men share, man, God spoke to me and I... You know, I, I really need to change the way I do things. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was awesome because they are allowing the Spirit of God to speak to them. They were allowing the Spirit of God to minister to them. They could have said, they, they, they could have just rejected that that, that unction of the Holy Ghost. They could have just pulled away and said, no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But I, me, myself, I need to get Steve out of the way. I need to get Pastor out of the way because I want people to see that I have good fruit. Praise God. Galatians, uh, Galatians 5, chapter, uh, uh, Galatians 5, verse 22 to 26 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, it's up there, is love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. 
If we live in the Spirit, and that's the key, if we live in the Spirit, if we're drawing from these rivers of living water, let us also walk in the Spirit. How do we do that? Let us not be desirous of vain glory or emptiness. Praise God. Things that don't benefit us as children of God. Provoking one another, envying one another. You ever envy somebody? I have. You ever coveted someone's stuff? I have. And as God works with us and God helps us, amen, we understand that the more we flow in the Spirit, the less attractive the rivers of flesh can, can affect us, can affect our walk. Paul said the manifestation of being Christ-like was compared to an open book or compared to reading an epistle, not written with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, Corinthians chapter two, uh, 3, verses 2 and 3. We are an open book. People are reading us. It goes on to say we are being read and studied by all men, praise God. You might only meet a person once in your life. Are we displaying God's Christian character? Are we displaying Godly fruit. It's a powerful thought when you think about it. In some instances, we only have one opportunity. And when you think about it, in some instances, they only have one opportunity. So I would rather walk in the spirit, be a, be, be, be affect, be, be a, affect someone's life for the good and for the positive. To be a positive influence. We can be a positive, we can be a negative influence. I want to be a positive influence. So what is the example of this? Men, know if you are a disciple of Christ. How? By the way that we love one another. The church should never be a church of conflict. We should go out of our way to love one another. We should go out of our way to treat one another with kindness. Nothing drives me more crazier than somebody having aught with somebody else in the family of God. It tells me that the content in the container is corrupted. We talked about that earlier with David. He started out good. There was a love of God in his heart. One awesome thing about David is when God showed him, David recognized it and David repented. That's why Nathan told him, you're not going to die. Because God knew David's heart. And God knew and God knows, amen, if we have a repentant heart, when we mess up, not if, when we mess up, I'm not talking sin, when we mess up, when we allow our emotions to get a hold of us, praise God. 
God is faithful and God is just to forgive us. Amen. God doesn't want anybody to perish. The Bible says he wants all men to come to repentance. So is it possible to profess to be a Christian, but in our actions deny him? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's possible. Praise God. Who wants to read this? Up on the screen. Brother Frank? They confess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. Right. They profess to know God, uh, but in works they deny him. Do you ever meet anybody like that? Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9 says, Do not become a talebearer or a gossiper. <laughs> what kind of example are we setting when we do that? Praise God. Are we a help? Are we, do we have a spirit of help? Are we, are we in the ministry of, of helpers? Or are we a hindrance? You know, the bottom line is, it's really up to the individual where they want to work in the kingdom of God. They can be a hindrance, but they can also be a helper. Praise God. Again, I'm, I'm very strong on this. It always falls within the person. Within the condition of the person's heart. Show me someone that's, that's, uh, that has a bad attitude and I'll show you someone with a corrupt heart. Or on the way of allowing things to try and infiltrate and corrupt their inner man. Praise God. I'm not saying they're lost. I'm just saying that that they, we, can, we can lose focus. We can lose focus if we're not careful. We can, where we were once walking in the Spirit, we can step out of that and let the things of the flesh take over. I want to set a good example. I want to be a help in the church. Bottom line is, I do not want to be a stumbling block. I don't want to trip people up. And if I am, if I am, if I'm tripping somebody up, if I'm doing something wrong, I, 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 I want to know. I want to know because I want, I don't want anybody to be lost because of my downfalls. I want to be a stepping stone to someone's spiritual walk in God. I want people to feed off this river, praise God, this river of living water that should be flowing from. I want people to, to, to see God's character being uh, manifested in my life and your life. I don't want to be a stumbling block. And so what are some ways where we can be a good example to others around us? Well, the Bible is very clear. 
we've already touched on a little bit, but the Bible says to do good unto all men and to all good works. Not some good works, but all good works. Praise God. We do this again through our lifestyle. We do this again through our appearance. Did you know that your appearance can affect somebody? How's that? If a, if a lady came in with uh, or uh, different attire, it can alter the course of someone that is, has lived for God for a while or just starting to live for God. It can, it can, it can affect their walk. It can affect what God is trying to do in their lives. If they see uh, a young man walking in the church where he's, you know, we, we need to be presentable in the kingdom of God. Let me ask you this. If the king of England walked through those doors and we knew that he was coming on a certain day, what would your attire be? I know in most people in the world, boy, there would be a red carpet and there would be um, we put on our best, you know, Sunday clothes and, 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 and we would just look the best we could with what we got. It's very important we, we understand that. The best we could with what we got. That's all God requires. He wants our best. He wants our best. That's where Cain fell into a problem. God just wanted his best. And Cain didn't know how to supply it. And he got mad when the word of God pointed him out. He went and he, he, he killed his brother. It's because he got hurt when the word of God was preached to him. <laughs> it's powerful. When the word of God was preached to him, he got mad and he caused his other, his brother to, uh, I'll say this in a spiritual way, but to, to lose out with God, even though Adam did, or Abel did not lose out with God, in a sense, in a spiritual sense, we can do that in the church. Let me say this, I've been guilty of that. And that's something that I have to live with. And the more we grab onto that and the more we understand that, we we, want to prevent others from stepping into that because it's not good. (laughs) It's not a good feeling knowing that my actions, the way I presented myself, caused somebody else to lose out with God as far as I know. What are two ways in which we can be a stumbling block to our brother or sister. First, by justifying worldliness. Saying that worldliness is okay. It's okay to be worldly. No, it's not. There is a code of ethics in the kingdom of God. Just like there is in any 
any working detail, anytime you go to work, anytime you're, you're doing something of great importance, there's a code of ethics. That's why we put on the best attire and we look our best. And there's certain requirements in God's garden paradise that keeps us within the boundaries of godliness. And number two, by unfaithfulness in attendance to God's house. Two very, very important things that we need to abide by. Abstaining from worldliness, the things of the world, we are sanctified, we are separated from worldliness, the things of the world, and God requires us, it's a requirement to be faithful to God's house. Faithful to God's house. What does faithfulness, what does faithfulness mean? And, 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 and faithfulness is, is, is being here, making yourself available in the kingdom of God. Now I... I want to put Brother Frank on the spot here, man. I love the way you've stepped into the realm of ministry. I think it's huge, and I think it's awesome. And I think by doing that, you're, you're setting a seed in the mind of others. Man, Frank's only been in church a year, and he's having home Bible studies at his house. That is why can't I do that? I've been serving God for seven years. And the question is, why can't I do that? There's no reason why I can't. I have kids. Well, Frank's got kids. I have this or I have that or I got to be there. Where are our priorities? Where are our priorities? If we think that God's house is just this house, we're losing, we're, we're losing our perspective on God's kingdom. Now, is this part of God's house? Is this part of the lifestyle that God requires? Absolutely, 100%. We need to be at the house of God. We need to be at church. We need to be an influence for other individuals that come through that door, whether sin, sinner or saint. We need to display God's Christian character. And part of that is abstaining from worldly affections and being in attendance. Which, by the way, is being on time also. Being on time to God's house. This means that God actually lives in us. What does it mean to be in God's house? This means that God actually lives in us. He is always with us. Everyone say always. He's always with us. Jesus is the source of our character, of our good character. With his help and our desire to want to do good, we can live the Christian life and produce the spiritual fruit which is required of all true Christians. Isn't that awesome? 
But there has to be a desire. There has to be a want to. You know, if you have a desire to want to serve God, God recognizes that. And when God recognizes that, he begins to develop you because he wants your tree to dig the roots down deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. But why does he do that? Because when the winds of change come, well, I'll tell you, I live up in Washugo, up on the mountain. The winds, they are horrendous. And they will blow, they will blow you away if you don't, if you're not holding on to something. And when we come to God and we decide that God, this is what I want, God, this is, I've made up my mind, I've I've repented, I've been baptized in Jesus' name, I, I have your spirit, God, you filled me with your power, which is the grace of God. Give me the ability to plant my roots deep. Amen. And it'll help me to produce good Christian fruit. Good godly character. Amen. So I can be an influence to my son, to my daughter, to my grandchildren, to people in the church, to my wife, to the wife-to-be, praise God. God teaches us how to be men and women of God. He teaches us. Is it any wonder why God made man first? And God taught him how to work in the garden. Because God knew eventually Adam would have a wife. And God required Adam to have a job, to make money, to have a home. So when he did meet that beautiful Christian lady that God would eventually bring... Adam had all the provisions that a husband should have for this new wife that God will eventually bring to him. But he had to prove himself. He had to receive from God these rivers of living water, this this Christian, this, this godly character that God was pouring in to him. Amen. James chapter 3 and verse 7. Uh, says wisdom that is pure comes from above. It is peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and good fruit. So how do we become fruit bearing trees? The first step in growing is desiring the sincere milk of the word. Milk helps our bodies grow. I love cereal. I love a nice cold glass of milk. Now before I met my wife, I liked whole milk. I can't drink whole milk anymore. Not because I don't like it. Because she don't like it. And she wants to look after me, praise God. And so I, I think I drink 1% now. 
It was 2%, but I've, I've been going down. But I like milk. The point is, I, I love milk. Now, I didn't know this until I did a little research, but milk contains vital micronutrients for growth and development. Milk also contains calcium, which the body needs for strong, healthy bones or structure. It's important to come to church. It's important to hear the word of God. It's important to be involved in discipleship course. It's not always deep, but I sometimes need the sincere milk of the word. I need to go back to my roots. Amen. And I need to be refreshed. Amen. I need God to pour into me again the first oracles of God. Oracles is basically a word. I need a fresh word from God. And sometimes I can't be so proud or, or prideful, amen, where I can't go and, and read something that I preached 20 years ago, praise God. In other words, God's word is still effective today than it was back then. It's still just as powerful. It still builds my structure, praise God. We need, I need, you need the milk of the word for growth and development. In order for a Christian to get the full benefits from the word of God, we must yield ourselves to God. This, mean, this means we must deny ourselves. We must deny the things of the flesh. We need to submit to the things of God. Sometimes submitting to the things of God is not always, uh, you, don't, it, it, you don't always understand it. You don't always grasp it the first time around. God's word is repetitive. That's why it's important to memorize Scriptures. I remember the first scripture I ever memorized, and I still know it today. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I love that scripture. So it's an awesome, awesome, awesome scripture. The good works that is seen by others glorifies our Father, which is in heaven, Matthew 5, 16. I have on here, Godfrey can, oh, I guess you can't. Um, Brother Brad, or Brother uh, Frank, pull up Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 through, 20, uh, 14 through 20, and then Brother Brad, verses 21 through 27. These verses tell us that all members of the body are important and that the members should have the same care for one another. Whenever you're ready, Brother Frank, go ahead and read. For the body is not one member, but many. Mm. The foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. It is therefore not of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body. As it has pleased him. And if they were all one member, who 
Brother Brad. Yeah, whatever, 21 through 27. Amen. Are you important to me? Absolutely. Am I important to you? Absolutely. We need each other. We are in the trenches together. We are in a war together. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am my brother's keeper. We need to bear one another's burdens. We need to watch out for each other. If I'm in the trenches, amen, I want somebody that I can trust, someone that loves me to watch my back. We are one body, one body. I got fingers and I got toes and I got legs and arms and everything. My body cannot function the way it was designed to function if I was to lose any member. And so you are part of me. I am part of you. That's the way God designed it to be. That's the way God designed it to be. Praise God. And God will never change because it's his love and it's his joy and it's his long suffering that binds us together he is the glue the mechanism that holds us together so let us walk in God's Christian character let us proclaim to the world by our actions by our obedience in the word of God and by our lifestyle that we are truly God's children. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your word today. You are so good to us, God. And God, we just magnify you and we thank you for the opportunity, God, to be sons, sons of God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.